What's up, guys? This is Kim Strickland. I'm your host for Thoughts to Power Leadership in Life. And on this week's episode, we're going to talk about showing up to the game, showing up to the court, showing up to the field, showing up to the blocks, even when you don't feel like you are ready to perform, what that looks like and why you need to step up anyway. I'm excited for this one, guys. So let's go ahead and start the show. All right, guys, welcome to this week's episode. And this week, I'm going to talk to you guys about showing up for the performance. And I don't want to just limit this to sports because there are a ton of other awesome analogies that I could use. There are musicians, there are artists, there are entrepreneurs, there are parents. It doesn't matter what this, how you can relate to what I'm going to talk about today, I want you to really resonate with how you can relate to what I'm saying as it applies to you. I just so happen to love sports analogies um, because I feel like it paints a picture that I can relate to. So anyway, let's dive in because you guys are probably already like, what the heck are you talking about, Kim? So I want to talk to you guys today about show what it means to show up when you don't feel like you're ready and what this comes down to is it it actually boils down to understanding who you are and uh i think a lot of times we just feel inferior with to this internal feeling right we and it can be triggered it can and the the smallest thing might bring it on right that starts with something in our mind or something that we see or um whatever the case may be it it something happens that makes us feel like we just don't want to show up that day and you know what it it is okay to have those moments to where maybe you feel like you just need to check out for a minute you know, that's totally normal. But what we can't do is we cannot thrive on that. And so when you think of thriving, that means that you begin to use that to cultivate the soil that is your life. You use that to cultivate your energy and your interactions with others. You know, it's it's totally normal for you to just not feel like you, you're in it for the day. How many people out there can relate? You have those days where you it could be showing up to work or it could be going for that workout or it could be, you know, working on different things that you need to work on for your own personal development. Whatever the case may be, you may just feel off. And you know what? That's okay. But what we have to start to do, this is what brings the emotional maturity as you begin to grow as a person. You start to understand that you are looking at a situation, you're stepping outside of the situation that you're in the feelings of, right? And you're looking at it and saying, this is not optimal. This is not who I am 
This is not how I'm supposed to be feeling. So what that does is right there, that first step of you you kind of sidestepping and taking an aerial view on your feelings, on your emotions, on your energy, right? That right there, it, it may not feel like it at the time, but let me tell you, when you come to the other side of it, or even once you get to the end of feeling like that for that set amount of time, you begin to realize that in the past when those things would completely consume you and they would consume your entire situation and your circumstance, right? You're starting to realize that slowly that power is being taken away. And that is such an incredible, incredible feeling. And I don't want you to miss that because I've been there, right? And I know that you've been there. We have all been there. So you have this moment. Say you had a crappy night's sleep and you wake up the next morning. Your energy is just low. You just can't get motivated. You don't have the momentum, right? That's one thing. See, what we often do is we let things bleed together. You know, we talk about our soul, our spirit, our mind, our body. We let all that stuff kind of bleed together. And we don't have to. We don't have to. Um, As adults, we have things that we are required to show up for. And even in those moments to where maybe we ourselves are not feeling, you know, all bubbly or motivated or driven or feeling like we are waking up with an agenda to become a better person, right? If we don't feel like that, it's still okay to allow yourself to receive the positive energy from others. It's okay. You're not faking it. It's okay to still be that. Because here's one thing that we have to realize. This is the first step to personal development. What we have to realize, guys, is that who we are is enough to have joy and fulfillment and happiness just off of the fact that you are a creation of God, right? You guys have heard me talk about that. We know that. So when there is an instance to where someone wants to bring positive energy, just general positive energy, it is okay for you to accept that. Because even though you may not be feeling like you want to reciprocate it, or you may not be feeling like you want to initiate that type of energy with anyone else, with yourself, it's okay to still be present when positive energy comes. Because what you want to start to do and what this organically is going to do is it's going to begin to disarm that feeling that you have. You know, you're going to ultimately reject that feeling of rejection that you have. And so when you go out and you start your day and you step into it, this is something that I learned um, that works well when it comes to these moments 
of where you kind of feel defeated. Number one, you want to give yourself a realistic amount of time in order to feel this way. Now, let me take a step back. If you wake up and the first thing you need to do is make the decision that you were going to step into the day striving to become a better person, right? Step into the day with that attitude, okay? That is going to move the needle forward for you. But I want you to understand that there are going to be times where saying it and making a decision don't always push forward. See, here's what we need to realize. When it comes to us wanting to uh, elevate into a person that is better, right? That is has the higher quality of life and existence, that walks in the purpose that God has for them. When we step into that, right? When we make the decision to become that person, there are a lot of things that comes with that, right? Even when we think of, you know, Psalm 23, you know, yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil because thou art with me, right? We have to understand that when we come, um, you know, we, we start off and we may be in a place of where we feel comfortable with who we are. We feel content. You know, we are, the, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Um, and, and we're in this place of where we don't feel like we're necessarily lacking anything. You know, we're going through life and, and everything feels okay. You know, we're, we've got just enough to make us feel like we are, life's pretty good, you know. But then we start to have that feeling of a lack of purpose. You know, we start to have that, uh, you know, as we get older, it, does, it comes to everybody at different times. But we start to have that feeling of unfulfillment and we can't exactly put our finger on why. So then we discover, this is where the, this thoughts to power, where we become leaders in our life. Then we discover different ways that we can become better people for a reason that's outside of what we gain from it. And so we start to walk in that and we start to talk in that, whether it's, um, whether it's working with kids or whether it is reigniting your relationship with Christ or whether it's, you know, getting into fitness, whatever the case may be, um, we're all adults. So we know what it's like to feel sick and tired of kind of starting over and to be looking for something and not exactly knowing what's at the other end of it. But we know that we want to make a change because we were put here for a purpose. And so this is what I'm talking about. When you're headed in that direction, I should have prefaced with that. So when you're headed in that direction, and then you start to have those days to where you just feel like you're getting kind of pulled down and you're not sure why. Then this is this is when you need to acknowledge it. Don't hide from it. Because what you have to understand is that the things that 
you want with your purpose. You, you were already designed to have a purpose, right? And what you have to understand is that you were already a whole life so far of a person that was not necessarily walking in that purpose. So what you have to understand is that there are going to be instances to where in, as you evolve into that person that, that becomes the person that is ready to claim dominion over the purpose that God has for them. You have to realize that there are a lot of things. There are, there are methods, there are mindsets, there are movements that have to be done in such a way that you've never done them before. And so as you grow into that person, it's, it's going to require of you a new level of faith because you're going to have to take the way that you did a lot of things in life that have become secondary and subconscious, and you're going to have to step outside of them and realize that where you are now, where you feel now, when you have those days that you just don't feel like showing up, you have to realize that that person, that energy doesn't fit with where you're trying to go. And see, there's no one out there that can talk you through that. There's no one out there that can make you feel better in that moment. But here's the next thing that you have to believe. And this is the part that elevates this into an action step. What you have to realize is that once you are in that moment, okay, step one, we realize that this feeling doesn't align with who we are for our purpose, right? So we have to step outside of it and identify it as a version of ourselves that's not meant to be active in our purpose. That's step one. You know, there's something I want to point out, point out to you. Um, in the book of Job, whenever his whole family died in an instant, 10 of his family members died in an instant, right? He sat, he went out into the wilderness um, three of his friends came and sat with him. He didn't speak for seven days. Now, God forbid, you know, we're not dealing with that type of stress. We're not. The reason that God has revealed that story to us, the reason that he allowed the enemy to do that to Job because the enemy only did it to the Lord's suggestion. Read the story. It's pretty incredible. The Lord actually suggested Job for the enemy and to, to disrupt. And, but he told him, you can't kill him. 
you know, and the point of it is, is that Job went through so much and he never stopped worshiping God. That's number one. But even in the moments they, you know, he, they showed, he's, they illustrated the phases of grief that he went to because he was a man, right? He didn't understand why. And, you know, that brings us to what we deal with. And one thing that we cannot do is I don't want you to feel like you, even the things that you struggle with are less than. You know, one thing that we've got to stop doing is we've got to stop comparing ourselves to other people. We've got to stop invalidating, you know, who we are in God's creation with the good and the bad. We've got to stop doing it because there are, you know, a reason to cease feeling bad about something or a reason to to feel like you don't want to it's you don't have a valid reason to struggle with what you're struggling with you know don't look around and say well it could be worse I could be that person well at least I'm not dealing with that I have no right to feel the way that I am don't do that don't do that because what you're doing is you're speaking out of your circumstance and you're identifying yourself based on your circumstance comparatively to someone else's circumstance. That's not, that's not who we are in Christ. And so that's one thing that you can go ahead and stop doing (laughs) the next time you're struggling with something. You can stop right off the bat. Stop making yourself less than because you feel like it's not as bad of a problem as someone else. Here's the fact of the matter. The love that Christ has for you that he gave his life for was for you specifically you specifically so anything that you deal with in life you have to remember that you are not less than to any degree even in your struggles because you can't build a foundation of personal development you can't build a foundation of um, growth on feeling like your struggles aren't even valid you know one thing we have to stop doing is creating our a life of validation based on what we perceive in others. Um, We have to stop doing that. There's no room, there's no space for that. You know, your journey is for you. My journey is for me. Your purpose is for you. My purpose is for me. 
our our agenda the reason that we're here is to have dominion is to rule over our purpose that God has for us but he's not going to assign it to us until we're ready and so those struggle days those days that you don't feel like you're equipped to perform you're not equipped to you know step onto the court those days that you feel like you're not ready to get on the box for that 400 meter race right those days that you feel like you're not ready to put on those ballet shoes and be a ballerina, those days that you feel like you are not ready to show up, I encourage you to remember the work that you've already been putting in and trust what it's backed by. You know, we forget oftentimes the work we've been putting in behind our purpose just because we don't feel the creative juices flowing. We don't feel the energy for us to want to compete at our highest level, right? We don't feel like we want to just bring the energy to the show when it comes to the people in our life, for our children, for our jobs. It's okay to not want to feel that, but you need to trust the skills that you have already been building. I'm challenging you to do that. Because once you do that, and it doesn't, even if you don't show up in the same capacity, once you show up, in a moment when you don't feel like it, you are going to unlock another level of growth. You're going to unlock another level of faith and showing God that you trust him. You trust what the purpose that you feel that he has given to you and you trust him to guide you to becoming the person that's ready to receive it. And you trust that what he has given you when you feel at your best is here to change lives, is here to help you raise your children to be the best that they can be. It's here to be a leader on a job that completely has such a servant attitude that you make people feel special and wanted and appreciated and want to thrive with the company. When you show up because of who you know that you are in Christ as his creation, as his masterpiece, when you show up as that, even if it's only for a couple minutes, even if it's at the end of the day, even if it's just on your lunch break, but when you start to unlock that mental capacity 
to be able to have dominion over your own growth, over your own struggles. <sighs> Hold on to your bridges. I love that term. Because it gets a little better each time. It gets that much sweeter because you have that much less fear because God's with you. His rod and his staff, they comfort you. So you don't have anything to worry about. And you know what? The devil gets mad. He don't like it. You don't like it. And the more angry and frustrated you make him, the more pleasing you are to Christ. And this is something that I am really, really challenging you to do because, you know, there was a lot of years of my life to where I was the, the... the shiniest, lukewarm Christian you ever would see. You know, I talked about God when it sounded good. You know, but I left him out of a lot of things in my life. And he was still merciful enough to show up when uh, there was no other way the situation could be handled. And it's by his grace that I'm here now able to speak from a whole different perspective. And so, you know, I want to encourage you that um, worship, what it looks like. It's a sense of reverence and respect. So if you're someone that believes in God, that's all he wants from you. And it, it you can start there. You can literally reverence him by acknowledging the fact that you are his creation. And Remember the reps that you put in. You know, when I played ball in college, there was one of the seasons, I don't remember what year. One year, our team was just small. Like, no, I don't know what happened. It might have been a generational thing. But, like, when we got to our Christmas break, okay, so we had, you know, we were up there in the summers. So we got up there a month early. Then we had to do, like, our preseason conditioning. We all hated it. We all hated the mile and a half. Post players had to get under 11.20 to not have to run it again to the end of preseason. If we got under 11 minutes, we never had to run it again, right? I think in my four years, I got under, I've, I've got, I got under 11.20 every year sometimes it took me a few tries but the one time I got like 10 40 I don't know it was like cold outside it was in October 
I got like 1040 and it was after practice. I don't know what got into me, but I felt so proud of myself because I, whatever. It was actually before practice, before a 6 a.m. practice in October in Pennsylvania. So anyway, so we had our preseason. Then we went and we had like a tip-off tournament. And then we got to Christmas break. So only every other year did we travel for Christmas break. So the years that we didn't travel... We literally didn't travel. That means we got to stay on campus while everybody else went home for a month. So it was us, it was the guys' basketball team, and it was the football players. We were the only people on campus for like, I want to say it was a month. They gave us four days for Christmas. We got four days for Christmas. Now I'm going to throw a little shade here. We had two days. The guys' basketball team, they had their two practices from 10 to 12, and then they had a lunch break, and then their second practice was from 1 to 3. And then the girls' team, because we shared the gym, our first practice started at 8, so it was from 8 to 10, and it was all running like it was all conditioning we didn't do anything fun like we literally did running and drills and then the guys would have their little cozy little practice sandwich from 10 to 12 and then from 1 to 3 we come in at, we come in at 3 o'clock and no one else was in the gym after us. There were days we didn't get out of there till like 6, 6.30. We were literally playing basketball like five, six hours a day. Ugh. Not for the faint of heart. So I think it was my junior year. That preseason, or sorry, that Christmas break, we everybody quit. Like nobody could hang. We had players that like scored like two, three thousand points in high school. We had all Americans, and like they just could not hang. And it wasn't just freshmen; like they were dropping like flies. Coming in, cry- I remember after the third girl did it, coming in crying. Why are you coming to practice crying? Oh no, we got another. Where are you going? We got a week left. You can't. What? Why are you quitting? You've been here this whole... This is your second year. Anyway, I digress. So, I'm going somewhere with this. Stay with me. So, by the time <laughs> that winter break was over, our team was so our team was small. Like, when the starting five was on the court, there were, like, five people on the bench... Two of them were coaches. One was a red shirt. And then we had two subs that were a freshman. And then, like, the trainer. <laughs> Those were, that was our bench. And so we went into the second half of the season. And it was like, ooh. Like, our team was so small. I think they contemplated just, like, having us share a bus with the guys' team. <laughs> Instead of Gary driving the whole bus. Like, that was our bus driver's name. Right? Instead of him driving, like, they, I swear they just wanted to put us on the same bus because there was only, like, ten of us on the whole bus. Anyway, 
We would show up. And I remember our first game, and I forget who we were playing. But uh, it was a non-conference game. So it was one of the schools in Philly. And I remember we got off the bus with our little team. And, oh, I have to add this. That was also the year that we had to practice against guys. Like, not the guys' basketball team, but we practiced against guys that played, um, what was it called when they had the, it wasn't the rec league, it was um, intramural. They were the intramural guys' basketball team. So they run, jump, but like they were athletic. They were actually, they were all guys that played varsity basketball in high school. So they were our practice squad. So now we're rolling out of two days, Christmas break. We're starting our practices with our bite-sized team. And we're, we have to practice against guys. So we're like, dang, like we just felt like, raggedy and dolls but something was happening that first game that we stepped out against um a team that was a very physical team their bench was they had 15 people on their team right their bench was stacked and they had always been contenders that we just didn't enjoy playing because they were a scrappy team um, and we stepped out on that court and we, we showed out, we ran them off the floor. They couldn't keep up with us. We were so fundamentally sound by the time when it got to halftime, we weren't even breathing heavy. Like the other co- the other team kept calling timeouts because their players started to get tired and, and they started we didn't even have to run plays we were just everything was fast break fast break go, you know we were pass because here's the thing about basketball you can't run faster than a chest pass a bounce pass you can get there but that ball being thrown down the court unless you were in a place to get a steal you had to get back, right? There was no stand and look around. So we were, we had gotten so fundamentally sound because we realized when we, we didn't know it at the time, but when we were practicing against those boys in college, we could not dribble the ball because they would just take it. We, the only way for us to be able to score on them in practice was to outpass them. And we got really, really good at it. And so we started showing up with our small team right? Everybody would underestimate us. And the average, you know, these teams that they all had 10, 15 players and we're just like rolling in, like, where's the rest of y'all at? And we were running players off the court. So my point is, is that we had no idea, right? The only thing that we felt over that winter break when we had those two days. The only thing that we felt when we in our 6 a.m. practices were we got to, like, square up. I'm like, dang, I don't want to post you up today, Mike. Like, I don't feel like it. You're, I know you're the same height as me. You're an inch taller than me, but you're a guy. Like, I just don't feel like 5'11", 
fussing around with you today. Like, it's 6 o'clock in the morning. I'm tired. I had class all day. We just had an away game two days ago. I was on a bus for five hours. Like, I had to play 48 minutes. I don't feel like it. But, like, we had to keep showing up. Because you know why? We were the only ones there. And so I say all of that to say is you may feel like you're getting beat up in life. You feel like you're just getting, you know, you're just getting handled. But you know what? You, all these reps that you were put in that felt good, right? All those days that you showed up to where you were like making the content, all those days that you believed in yourself, like all, even this day, if you're struggling right now, if you're listening to this, even this day, like you still got to show up, man. Cause I'm telling you, it's days like this that are going to make you be able to outrun, outgrow, outlast anybody. People ain't, there's not, there's not meant to be competition against you in your life of purpose. So when you have these days where you feel a little down, show up. Step on the court like you have to because <laughs> you're the only one, you're the only player in your life, right? If you don't show up, ain't nobody else going to show up because you know why people are worried about their own lives. You're the only one that God has to show up in your life. And I promise you, if you show up even when you don't feel like it, God will show you what you're capable of. We had no idea what we were capable of until we stepped out on that court for jump ball. And even then, we were so humble because we were beating teams, we were winning, but we were still getting our butts kicked in practice by those guys the whole season. Like, it was a humbling experience. It very It, it made us very, very strong people. You know, I would never, I would never take any experience, any challenge that I had in college with that basketball experience. I, I, I would not change a single thing because the moments there that I thought were ruthless, if I would have ran away with my tail between my legs, I wouldn't stand a chance in life. And so I'm here to tell you guys that you are equipped. Even when your energy's low, even when you can't seem to get that positive self-talk. Like no one knows your game better than you. No one knows your life. No one knows your playbook. No one knows what it is you really want. No one knows everything that you talk to God about. But you know. So I'm encouraging you that even in those moments to where, like, reality is just sucking the life out of you, still show up. Still show up. Because these days that are hard are going to be the ones to give you those quantum leaps. These days that are hard are going to be the ones that reveal a next level for you that you would have had no way of 
going about if you would have stayed comfy and cozy in your normal ways that you would react. Dare yourself. Try yourself. See what you're made of. Call yourself out. Take the step. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. I didn't feel like recording a podcast today. I'm just going to be honest. I was like, yeah, I made a commitment. So I'm going to press play. See what happens. There you go. So with that, I'm challenging you to show up. You know the moments I'm talking about. I don't need to know. No one else around you needs to know. But you find your way to step outside of whatever you feel inferior to. See it as that. Don't force yourself to do a fake 180. But challenge yourself to do something towards your purpose while you feel like that. That's going to make your why, that why that's buried way down deep. And sometimes we bury our whys so deep that we forget when things get hard. Like, you got to get to that why. That's a whole nother episode. But you got to get to that why, like the real one. You got to find that one and start to start to bring that one up to the surface. You got to you have to be able to recollect with that one. And when you start to show up in these moments when you're like I think I ain't studying that why right now. I don't whatever. Go on somewhere. When you show up, you're gonna bring that why a little higher to the surface. You are. So I'm done. I hope you got something out of this. I hope you did. I got something out of talking about it. All right. So I encourage you guys to uh, listen to these podcasts again. Share them. Um, Find a way to connect with me. I love hearing feedback from you guys. Um, And I will see you guys on the next episode. Y'all be blessed. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you got something out of this week's episode, I am encouraging you to share this podcast with someone that you feel may benefit from it. Go ahead and subscribe. Set the reminders so that you know when new content drops. And I will see you guys on the next episode.